You're listening to the Growpoint Devo podcast. Our mission is to glorify God by making disciples in the spirit of love. We hope and pray that this podcast will make a difference in your walk with God. Read the Bible, open your Bible to me, uh, with me to Jonah chapter 1, and let's begin reading Jonah chapter 1, verse 17, okay? So Jonah is in the Old Testament, is in the prophets section, okay? So, wala na ka, so kung wala dyan mo, kaya dili kayo mo familiar na table of contents, makatabang, okay? Table of contents. Kung sa Genesis ka open layo pa kaya ka sa Jonah, okay? So, please, 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 patabang sa mga kilid. Jonah chapter 1. And let's begin with verse 17. Sa naana, say the word, word. Agoy, wapas yun akong ban. Okay, hulat na to. Kaya na yun sila, love one another. Hulat. Jonah 1. 17. And we're going to read the whole chapter 2 and then some in the introduction part in, cha- cha- in chapter 3. The first part. Okay. Kinata? Next time, magbasa dyan mo sa Bible para familiar mo ba niya. Pas-pas mo. Okay? Padungog-dungog nun yung sakuha ka. Talagsara ganit magbasa sa Bible. Please read the Bible. Okay? And I want to encourage you this year, please read the Bible. Kung wala pa siyong kakabasa from Genesis to Revelation, Please do it, guys. Please do it. Read your Bible. Okay? And for this month, I think ang assignment na ako ninyo is read the whole book of Jonah. Kung wala pagod ever ka kabasa o book ni Jonah, you miss the amazing part of your life. Read the book of Jonah, okay? Karun nga, four chapters naman na, di ba? Okay, good. So read it. Jonah chapter 1. Let's begin 17. And the Lord appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Chapter 2, verse 1. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the belly of the fish, saying, I called out to the Lord out of my distress, and he answered me. Out of the belly of the shawl I cried, and you heard my voice. For you cast me into the depth into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me. All your waves and your billows passed over me. Then I said, I am driven away from your sight, yet I shall again look upon your holy temple. The waters closed in over me to take my life. The deep surrounded me. Weeds were wrapped about my head. At the roots of the mountains, I went down to the land whose bars closed upon me forever, yet you brought up my life from the pit. Oh, Lord, my God. When my life was fainting away, I remembered the Lord. And my prayer came to you into your holy temple. Those who pay regard to vain idols forsake their hope of steadfast love. But I, with the voice of thanksgiving, was sacrificed to you. What I have vowed, I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. And the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah out of the dry land. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great, that great city, and call out against it the message that I tell you. So Jonah arose and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. That's is the passage we're going to study today, okay? 
So we are, for some of you, bago, uh, we are studying the book of Jonah, and this is a story of a Jonah. And Jonah is somehow makarelate because Jonah's story is not just Jonah's story. It's our story. It's, it's every person's story throughout generations. And if you think through and reflect, and one of the reasons I think I believe nga gipreserve gi, gi ni God into a book in the Old Testament to be read by us is because this is still relevant for us today. And so get ready because we're going to talk about chap- Jonah part 3 of our series. So Jonah is a story about a guy who runs from God. And by the way, running from God is not uniquely just Jonah's story. Because some of us as well, when we reflect our lives, we run away from God. In fact, some of you, you're expert in running from God. We are expert in running from God. When I say running from God, what I mean is that we run from God when we try to resist His will in our lives. Uh, One of the examples of wills, you know, is His moral will, ethical will, or there's a specific will ni God sa tong kinabwi. And when when our will... And God's will doesn't coincide. And sometimes and oftentimes it does not coincide. Sometimes we choose to follow our will rather than God's will. Right? You know, and this is our expertise, to be honest. Over and over in the Bible, you know, maybe if you hear a sermon or read the Bible and there's a message and God clearly says in the scripture, ang will sa ginoo, ka. Because someone naka hurt sa Imong office mate, imong boss, imong workmates, imong somebody in your family na hurt. And the Bible is so clear that you need to forgive. And feeling bitter pag yapon ka. And mingan ka, you know what? Kaba naman, kumaman yung isuti sa ginoo, nga dapat kayo forgive, but dili nga nakasayon. So imong will is not that aligned with God's will. And nakakay tendency to resist. Nakakay tendency to be passive. Nakakay tendency, kung dili ka ganahan, magpabungol-bungol ka. Tendency, you ignore, you become apathetic because you really don't like wh- what God wants. You don't like what God says. And you want what you want. And maybe for some of you, it's about purity. When you hear about purity, I mean, kang kanang purity, kanang sex, uh, ang sex na aras sa marriage. old school. I think modern na ta. I think okay na ta because this is a culture. Acceptable naman na kayo sa society. This kind of Purity thing, dili na kayo na kay old school na kayo na. And the Bible is so clear that to be honest, sex is limited to married couple. And you don't like that. Because that's not the culture that you live in. And there's a tendency for us to resist that. And to make excuses. God is a God of grace. Now they tendency to excuse ourselves just to rebel against the will of God. And I don't know on mga area sa inyong kinabuhi right now that you are actually stiffing God's off. In other words, you are actually resisting God. Okay ka, aning area, but in that area, you are like, pwede Lord, dirira ka kutub sa aning kwarto, pero kanina kwarto, this is my property. God is not allowed in this room. Kaman na ka na ngayon ngayon ang mentality? Sao na mag-good night? Sao na, when I was in high school, back in the Back in those days, okay? For some of you, makarelate. Nice sticker nga famous kay sa una, ginapatapot na mo sa room, and this sticker says, no parents allowed. Okay? When you're young, and you 
mostly young people are rebellious, di ba? Dili ka ganambutan sa mong parents, you think you are smarter than your parents, you think mong parents kay mga outdated na kayo, and naka tendency, maayaw ko pakilami bing, maayaw ko hilabti bing, and naka tendency, growing up. And so, this is the generation that I live in, no parents allowed. And I think, if we do that in our parents, I think we do it with God. God, pwede dilira ko na hilabti, musimba ko. Okay, basa ko gamay yung Bible, but kining nga area, God, Of limits sa gabi <laughs> Don't influence me in that area. Na tendency nga, gato tag-church, pero in na area sa ito kinabuhi, nga limited kay si God. Hands off. Like, God is only influencing you this part of your life. But this part of your life, relationship part, ikaw yung magbuot, dili si God. Financial part, ikaw yung magbuot, dili si God. Whatever part sa imong kinabuhi, that you are trying to push God out. There is a tendency. Nati tendency schedule pagod atong pagrana away ni God, okay? Naka schedule mayon ka. God single pa ko teenager ko, I like to do this. Pwede ra ko magseryoso nimo kay nang minyo nako or kay nanana nako family, you know? And some people are like that to be honest. And, and I kadungod jud ko aning aning mga story ba. And kining mga story is wala is a redemption stories. So, kanu sa kanay mo nga Kristohanon. Nasa actually pastor Kristohanon naman siguro sa una. Simbara jud mi growing up, exposed na ko high school ko. Pero attracted dun juga ang kalibutan. <laughs> then eventually, kasi mabasa sa ona, then eventually he runs away from God. And then he tried to explore life in the world and so on and so forth. But niyo siya yun, eventually, oh mo jila me, so karon ibalik ko. And then this inay may ganana, di ba? Ni balik ko kay nganu man. Na try na nako pag schedule akong life. At this season, I'm gonna run away from God, but I will come back soon. I will come back later on. There are people like that. Pastor, di sa ko musimbahan eh. <laughs> Kini sa kaman. Ako ra, ako ara dun eh. Wala, wala eh. Ako ara dun eh sa. Diri nga time, rag, dili sa ko pahilabot. Ayaw sa ko tawagi, ayaw sa ko teksi. Wala sa ginoa niya kinabuhi. Ano nga man, okay? But ah, dili na ko i-deny si God. But anak moment, this is just my me time, okay? This is my will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Not your will be done, God. There is a tendency we are like that, right? You know? For some of you, hilom na kaya mo because <clears throat> you, you can't relate, you know, with that experience. You know, I have, um, it's, it's amazing, not a tendency to be like that, to just run away from God, to push our will, and to ignore God's will because I want my will to be done. You know, and makita dyan ako na sa mga bata. I have a cute uh, nephew, um, pagamang ko na ako, Singaporean, cute little girl. And then niece din, no? Niece na. Niece. Um, amazing kayo because kung dili siya ganahan, iyang word is nga ni, I don't want to. Okay? And kung nasa dili siya ganahan, I don't want to. I don't want to. And I just see that this is us. By our very nature, we want our will to be done rather than God's will. And kung naiklaro kayo nga kabubuton, when you read the Bible si God, sometimes nga na mga Kristuhanan runo, modern Christian ako nabandayan, i-post rato sa Facebook atong ganahan ta mga verses, okay? Like, ah, may comforting kayo ni, loving kayo ni, post nato niya sa Facebook. Pero ito mga challenging verses, mag ignore nato to, okay? Pagbasa ito sa Bible, flip agad. Flip ta, okay? Because that's very uncomfortable. Many Christians are like that. I don't want to. I don't want to. Kabalong ako na tinood na, Pastor, pero I don't want to. And so we ignore and we try to resist the will of God. And this is the way we do things, right? You know you should do it, but you don't do it because we, we don't want God's will in our life. Because we ta- sometimes think we know what's best. 
rather than surrender to what's God's best for us through God's will. But here's the thing. In the story of Jonah, here's what we learn. If you run away from God, you can run from God, but you cannot outrun God. You can run from God. You can resist His will. Whatever, in say areas mo kinabuhin, may kaayaw ra ng area. God, but eventually you hit the wall. Eventually you will be tired of running away. Eventually you will stress out. Eventually wala na kay peace. Eventually may I'm tired of running anymore because you can run away from God, but you can never outrun God. He's always there for you, running for you. And this is the story of Jonah teaches in chapter 1 that God is a God who runs after the runaways and he always runs for us and he runs for us with grace. And sometimes His grace comes into a storm, difficulties, chaos, problems, crisis in our life. It's not a punishment. Because as a Christian, if you're a follower of Christ, Angaba was swallowed by Jesus Christ on the cross for you. It's grace. It's discipline. And so, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 5 to 6, here's what the Bible, here's what the New Testament perspective about when we run away from God and God chases us. In Hebrews chapter 12, 5, see, the author of Hebrews quote something. He said, My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord. So there's a discipline that comes from God. And in India, nor be weary when he reproved by him. And I was weary means, I have a discouraged when something painful that happens in your life because you ran away and you know you're running away. And there's a difficulties that barrage your path of running away. I can discourage. God is not punishing you or pushing you away from him. He is rescuing you because he's disciplining you. Why? For the Lord discipline. Say the word with me, discipline. Ready begin. Discipline. For the Lord discipline the one he not the one he hates. He doesn't hate you. He loves you. That's the reason why. He disciplined you. That's the reason why he runs after Jonah with a storm. That's the reason why sometimes you have storm. That's why. That's the reason why sometimes you have difficulties in your life because you're running away and God is chasing you. Not to punish you, but to bring you, and to discipline you because he loves you. Because that's what, that what good parents do. Chastises every son whom he received. In other words, you are part of the family, and the reason you are part of the reason God disciplined you is because you are part of His family. I cannot discipline a kid. For example, na ako anak. Ako pag discipline sa ako limited sa kong anak. Alangan mo matuto sa kosa silingan namo anya discipline ako na kong anak sa kong silingan, di ba? Kaya ako kanay mo anak pagkausa na bika ako discipline No parents would allow that because I that's not my jurisdiction, right? And see, when God disciplines you, it means kinsa kang anak. Sige, no, that's good, right? It's good thing when God disciplines you. Kung di ka discipline ako, sige, no, it's a bad thing. That means, man, di ka It's crazy, okay? When you are a child of God, God disciplines you because He loves you. And this is God. This is God is doing in the life of Jonah. And when you run away from God, and there's a season, and I have a tendency to run away from God, there's a truth, and I discover in Jonah, and I think that we will discover as well when we run away from God. And this is the truth that I'm going to drive home para sa tua in this chapter, nga ato, in this passage, nga ato, ang we will discover about something about God. That God is this, that God is generous. 
in his grace, but is always thorough in his discipline. God is generous in his grace. Run away. He will run after us because he's gracious. But he ran after us with discipline in mind. He is generous in his grace, but thorough in his discipline. Sa tuwa, maglibog taanig. Kini nga, truth, to be honest, na-attention sa tuwang kasing-kasing. Kaya nga naman, na-attention sa tuwang kasing-kasing. Naganahan na ta si God as God, as all of grace. Pwede walay disiplina. Lord, pwede all of grace, raka 100% grace. You know, wala ra'y disiplina. Because discipline is not that attractive. Discipline means pain. Discipline means spanking. Okay? And remember when you were a kid, magpabuyag ka, and si papa ni mo na ibakos? That's not a very attractive scenario, right? We just want all of grace, not discipline, but God is both. Because God is love. He is a God of grace, but He is a God of love. And God demands that you discipline when your child is erring, when your child is running away from you. And this is a reminder for us, and this is the central theme, I believe, that we will learn in this passage that we're going to look at. So the goal of God when He disciplines us is not to pay us back. Here's why. Because if you're a Christian right now, if you put your faith in Christ, the Bible says, Tanan ng punishment nato was put on Christ. In other words, dili nakadapat punishment ni God. Kinga naman, Jesus paid it all. Amen? That's the goodness of the gospel that Jesus swallowed the punishment for our sin. Dapat kita mo'y punishment. But Christ was punished on the behalf of us. So God, when He disciplines us, it's not a punishment. It's not a payback. But it's a bring back. Out of love for us. And so this is the lesson that we will learn later on in Jonah. So uh, let's begin by reading it again in Jonah chapter 1 verse 17. Let's explore it. Okay? Jonah chapter 1 verse 17. And the Lord appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah. By the way, in, in the book of Jonah, grabe kay dagang gipanggamit gipanggamit si God. God sometimes uses the storms, uses a great fish, sometimes He uses a plant, and God is just using everything in His providential sovereign will and sovereign grace niya. Grabe si God. God, God will use everything sa atong kinabuhi just to bring us back. To him. So the Lord appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Now imagine a scene. Okay? Satwa mugbasar mugudda dayon dritso dritso rabang. Imagine a scene sa belly sa fish ka. Now, kinsa may kinsa may usually magato bangkiruan. Dili tanan sa inyo magato bangkiruan. Kanang dili sa vegetable section, there is um, meat and fish section. Okay? Kabalo juga sa fish sa fish, di ba? It's very inviting, you know? Fish. Kabalo juga usa ka lang sa ang fish, okay? And imagine, <laughs> imagine you are Jonah. The gastric juices in the stomach of the fish is there, okay? My goodness, okay? This is how God loves us when we run away. Because His grace is generous, but His discipline is thorough. Let me tell you that. He will bring you in a place you don't want to. To give you a lesson you will never forget. <laughs> this is God, okay? And that's love. Because otherwise, you will never learn if it's all easy for you. 
And I love what he says in verse 2. And, and in verse 2, Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the belly of the fish, saying, for the first time, in Jonah chapter 1, the captain said, Jonah prayed. Did Jonah pray? No. <laughs> this time, in the middle of the dip, and the fish swallowed him. What did Jonah do? He prayed. See, there will be a time in your life that you will really pray, even though if you don't like pray, and you cannot help, but really you have no choice to pray. No choice, Jonah. You really need to pray. <laughs> You're in the middle of the ocean floor, okay? In the belly of the fish. At that moment, that's the right time to pray. And I like what he prayed because this is not Jonah's attitude. This is all human attitude, I believe. From generation to generation, every language, every tribe, every nation, usually this is... This is who we are. This is the way we pray. Are you ready? Because Jonah's prayer is a template of most people's prayer. Here's how Jonah prayed. And here's how we have the tendency to pray. Jonah says, I called out to the Lord. Can I just called out to the Lord out of my distress? <laughs> and I like what NIV says. NIV says, in my distress. In my distress, I called to the Lord. So, in my <coughs> in my distress, and that's us. Osahay, some people. Osa pa jud matinora yung gampo de sa gino. In the times of distress, right? Ang mga katong mga okay pang panahon nagampo man pero dili kay kanang tinuo jud ng heartfelt jud di ba? Pero ang tinood ng pagampo sometimes comes during the distressing times. And maybe for some of us who run away like Jonah, the distressing times of us is, for some of you, when you look at the pregnancy test, that's my distress and I will call upon the Lord because you know what? Positive. And wala pa ka nakasal. And you know what? And you're thinking about your future. What if ingani? What if ingani? At that moment, namugnaw ka. At that moment, nagtulo imong singot. At that moment, mayin ka. Lord, in my distress, you will call upon the Lord. Because you're running away. And then you hit the wall. And then you hit the end of your road. And you're tired of running away because it's cold sweat right there. And there you have the consequences of your life. Running away. For some of you, your distress is in the back of the police car. Okay? Can I buy bus operation? Okay? Secreto ginabuhat. And then, you were caught. And then, I discovered that some of you, you're in my distress part is gipatawag ka sa mong boss because na kay monkey business sa mong kaugalingon ng workplace. And no one knows because this is your secret. And then, your boss says, pwede makigtok? And you know you have a secret. Let me tell you, unsay nabutang sa mong nerves o sa mong heartbeat. Let me tell you, it will dance around. Okay? Dili mo kayo ka ngayon sa mong ma-feel now. Because you know what? That would be your day. <laughs> that would be your last day. And you have nowhere else to go. That's your distress. You know? For some of us, maybe in the future, and I hope it will not happen, your distress will be a laboratory result in the hospital. And the doctor reveals to you that you have this. At that moment, you will take your life seriously. And at that moment, you will take God seriously. For the very first time at that moment, you will say, God, 
At this point, you smile. At this point, you take God for granted. You just come to church. But let me tell you, there will, there will be a time that you will take God seriously. Especially when you are in distress. Because you will be. There will be an end of your running away. There will be an end of our running away. And here's the thing. If you think about that, this is God's loving gesture or grace towards us. God will put us in a circumstances that makahingin dyan ta, grabe na ni Kalisod. Makahingin dyan nga, grabe na ka-difficult akong life. Because here's what God wants us to experience. God wants us to experience circumstantial brokenness. In other words, God wants us to be broken. Because one of the reasons we are running away is because our self-will. And God wants us to be broken. And circumstantial brokenness prepares us for God's grace. Always. Unless you're broken, you're not ready for experiencing God's grace. Unless imong self, this is my life, this is my way, ayaw ko buti, ako anong kanabuhi, ako'y magbuot, pastor, ako'y magbuot, ang kanos, ako mabuhal. Unless you are not stripped out of the self-will, self-absorbed thinking, you are not ready for God's grace because God will bring you in a place of brokenness. God bring you in the rock bottom. Jonah, literally, was in the rock bottom. <laughs> literally in the belly bottom, okay, of the fish. And sometimes God will bring us at the bottom. At the end of a rope, na wala na kay mahims sa kalibuts, okay? Wala na kay mahimo. Everyone, everyone, wala na kagita God, you know, wala na tao mo help nimo. This is the end of your life. At that moment, to be honest, at that moment, you are at the end of your life, at the end of your road. And at that moment, you are ready for the grace of God. For some of you. And for some of us. That's why, ang pinaka, ang pinaka nindot kay nga, redemptive stories, kind of stories of redemption, story of, naunsan ni mo na-meet si Jesus, naunsan ni mo nga na-change yung life. Kabalo ka, unsan yung mga templates, ilang story nga, makainan ko, amazing kayo. Never ko na kaya dungog og story of redemption ngayong ani ang story. Nag-vacation ko sa Maldives. Amazing kaya akong family, healthy kaya akong family, my business is booming, ah, good family, great kayo, na Maldives on vacation, I see the sunset, I see the beauty, my relaxing guy with all the food and everything. And I think to myself, you know what? I really need Jesus. And then I pray the prayer in that vacation moment. With all the pleasure and the beauty backdrop of Maldives Beach, I received Jesus into my heart. And then I was changed. Never heard a story like that. You know what's the usual story I heard? I was invited by my friends to try drugs. And then I got hooked, and then I got ejected, and then my life was spiraling down. At that moment, to be honest, at that moment, I look for God. Actually, he's not looking for God. God prepares him for an encounter. That is the usual story I've heard. Because listen, circumstantial brokenness 
prepares you for God's grace. Hindi pa kaandam. Kablokan sa kinahalan ni mo. Dilig sermon. Kinahalan ni mo more brokenness in your life. And then you prepare to receive God's grace. Some of you, may kanako issue, Pastor. Ganahan ko mo change. 10% ay mong ganahan. 90% di ka ganahan mo change. Kablokan sa buhaton ni God sa mga. He will bring you in a place that totally 100% ganahan ako mo change. He will bring you in a place of brokenness. He will make you desperate. And that's the loving way. That's the loving way of that's the loving way of God towards us. In Christianity, here's the point. In Christianity, power comes through weakness. Life comes through death. And the way up is always down. For Jonah, that's the turning point. Because he's in down in the ocean. And God is saying, before I brought you up, you must know the point of being down in the belly of the fish. Some of you need to know the point of being down. Some of you, and some of us, even me, needs to know when is the time God is really humbling me to bring me to the end of myself. Because unless you are in the end of yourself, you cannot think clearly. You can never appreciate grace unless you are in the end of yourself. So, Jonah called out to the Lord. Okay? An amazing Kyle, in the times of your distress, when you hit rock bottom, when there's nowhere else to go, okay? when there's no one else to go and you call God, God will not abandon you. The good news is God will answer you. In the times of your distress. I like what Jonah says. I called out to the Lord out of my distress. And he what? Answered me. It's amazing. Now, feeling like what presumptive was Jonah. But I believe he has faith that this is God. This God is generous. Even though he's thorough in his discipline. But this God will hear me in times of my distress. So, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol, I cried. Sheol actually is a place of the dead. It's really the Old Testament saints or people thinking that Lashol is Hades, is a place of the dead. This is the lowest part of the earth. This is, this is the place that you don't wish to go. This is like, not a good place to go, okay? But Jonah says, I'm there. Out of the belly of Shol, I cried, and you heard my voice. In other words, he's in the end of his running away. He's in the end of himself. Well, not my hymns, okay? Kasi bato niya sa belly sa fish. Kung mo run away siya sa fish, wala siya kabalok. Padulong ba ni sa? Padulong ba ni sa baba? Or kiningatinae? O padulong ba ni sa? Patay kung padulong ka dito sa small intestine, no? Grabe na dito kayo ito niya. I believe that. It... And he just pray, okay? This is the end of your road, Jonah, of running away. And you realize something. And by the way, Here's what we learn when we cry to God. God always listens and God always answers us. God listens to desperate cry from His desperate people in their desperate situation of their own creation. Even though kita hinungdan sa ato ang difficulties, okay, mostly kita manzo na hinungdan sa atong difficulties, right? Still, when you call to God, God says, alright, I'm, I'm listening. That is God. And the reason I want to highlight that, that verse is because some of us, 
natay nabuhat atong kinabuhi nga kabalo na juta mali atong gibuhat dayon and in the times of our rebellion kabalo ka there's always shame right there's always guilt malay mo juto pastor and then usahay dili ka mo reveal sa imong sin because maulaw juga and usahay ning ana tano especially sa church sala ta gamay nya feeling guilty na to dili na juto mapakita ba kay maulaw na ko Something like that, right? There's always a tendency to be like that. At that moment, when you experience the burden of guilt, it's good. But at that moment, I don't want you to forget that God's grace is always bigger and greater than your guilt. Because that's what John has experienced. That's what God done to John. He listened. He's not worthy to be answered by God of his rebellion but God responds to desperate cry desperate cry of his people so ako ang emphasize sa inyo right now if you are guilty because you've done something in the past you can come to God and God can erase and remove your guilt far away from him and come back to him you don't have to continually carry the burden of guilt. Kaya ano man, kung ikaw sige gabit-bit of fear and guilt and shame, makaniwang, okay? Makastress. And I was like, mayroon ka kristuhanan ka, but full of guilt ka. And to be honest, that's not God, what God wants for you. He wants you to lay down your rebellion, to lay down your shame, to lay down your sin and come back to Him. And He wants to listen. For your desperate kind. This is our daily invitation to us. Okay, let's continue our story. Okay? Verse 3. And this is what Jonah prayed. For you, saying to God, to Yahweh, cast me into the deep. By the way, Fosta, can you cast me into the deep? Chapter 1. Can you cast me into the deep? One, two, three. Can you The sailors. Okay? But Jonah, this is. Jonah knows that eventually, ultimately, it's not the sailors who cast him into the deep. It's God. It's the sovereign will and act of God in Jonah's running away. So Jonah says, you, God, ultimately cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me. All your waves and your bellows pass over me. So this is this is kind of the picture on the ni Jonah, the flood. But I believe sa stomach, na na gastric juices, tapos si, of course, ang dagat na po na diya, and then medyo ka, si Jonah at eventually. And this this is a hard scene to imagine, to be honest. Okay? And then of verse 4, then I am, I said, I am driven away from your sight, yet I shall again look upon your temple. So hopeful, gaya po niya siya. So si Jonah, wala na wala na pagsalig, okay? God, I believe you're gonna rescue me away. You punish me right now in the valley of the fish. I think nakakaon po siya, nakainom siya gamay, okay? I believe like that. And Jonah kind of repents. But let me ask you a question. When did Jonah really repent? Three days and three nights ba siya? One night pa lang, this is tough, okay? One night palang or hour palang. Three days and three nights in the belly of the fish. Now, this is my presumption, Adilin, in the Bible. This is my assumption. I believe 
ladies and gentlemen, okay? Sa pag-anak pa lang sa mga sailors, one, okay? Two, three, <laughs> and then Jonah was hurled into the sea before he was plushed into the water. I believe he thinks of repentance. <laughs> I really believe. Now, not complete repentance because I believe as I analyze chapter 2, he's not completely repenting, but he's kind of repenting because let me tell you, you can never outrun God. You can run from God, you can never outrun God. So I believe Jonah repent. It's like this. Guys, I can illustration before I go on to the verse. Kapag na ikan nung bata pa ka sa una, nagpabuyag ka, and then si Papa ni mo, kinsa yung naka-experience ng ginabunalan ka sa una. Okay, kami. We are the blessed people. Kamong malak ginabunalan, ambot mo nang yana inyong batasan, Okay. Kaya wala siya mo nabunalan. Okay, it's good. Oh, it's good. It's good to be spunk sometimes in a while. It's good parenting. Good parenting. Okay? Good parenting, spunk in a while. That's what the Bible says. Spunk. Okay? Not out of anger, but out of wisdom. Spunk. Teach your children discipline. So we do that. Okay? Uh, ako, I grow up in a, in a very disciplinarian. Akong papa, very disciplinarian kayo. And so one time, I imagine I limit sa ona kung magdula no magdula ka ani ra nga oras 5:30 pag mudulom na gayna dapat uli na sa balay kapan tayo mangyana sa ona millennials panahon so dula ako wala dula do na mayo ba pag abot og 5:30 labi mo makayonday dula but kinangla na ka and one time kay nalimot na ko sa rules ba kay enjoy na kayo and of course my parents are very good, you know? My mother. My parents are very good. And <laughs> my father has nice bako sa una. I mean, nakabalo na jugaw na eh. Kabalo na jugaw padulungan. I and I always negotiate. Pa sorry kay pa, okay? So sorry jugay, okay? Sorry. 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 Kamali ka bata mag negotiate ka. Mga los ko mag-igib ka og tubig na good ba? Ako mag-gasko og tubig, ako maglungag. Negotiation, bargaining moment, okay? Ako malungag, mukhaon na sugo og vegetables, everything. You know what? And you always negotiate because you hate the spunking time, right? You always negotiate. And you thought, manegotiate na dyan mo ba? Manegotiate na mo. And eventually, bisag you negotiate, bunalan, giyapon ka. You know what? Because that is like God. God is always generous in His grace, but He is thorough in His discipline. That's what's happening here in Jonah. Okay, pwede mong good one night. One night, pati lawan ako sa Jonah ba? One night sa belly of the fish, because that's, that's hard. Imagine, one night, laway sa isda, dayon, tanay. Imagine, ito basahan ng verse, okay? Uh, verse 5. The waters close in over me. Kabalo ko sa iba sa boda na? Kabalo ko sa mga salida no nga. <laughs> Kaya nang nag-sink na dahil ng tubig din na ganyan. Kabalo ko sa mga salida. This is it. This is like, Lord, the water close in over me, okay? To take my life. I mean, he is suffocating. I mean, masuffocating sea water. My goodness, it's not fun, right? It's like, <laughs> he's suffocating like that. And yun siya, the deep surrounded me. This is, gonna die in the deep of the ocean. Weeds were, uh, this is so funny, okay? Weeds were wrapped about my head. Seaweeds, kaba na yung mga lumot? O seaweeds? Kaba na yung mga torban, no? Torban. I imagine a torban. 
It's like seaweed store ban, Lord. Tanan nga mga debris o sa gikaon sa isda doon dito sa yang nawong is like that. It's just ah. Uh, at the roots of the mountain, I went down to the land whose bars flows upon me forever. And Jonah is poetically saying, "I'm, I'm dead. This is gonna, this is the end. Three days and three nights." <laughs> One hour agad, okay? Three hours ra sa belly of the fish. Okay na ko, mag-repent na ko. Okay na ko, nice na ni. Mato na ko ni Nevi. Okay, please. But it's three days, three nights. Because God's discipline is always thorough. Mga disiplina sa gayad, dili pahapyaw. Dapat na ajoy dulot. Dapat na ajoy ulat. Dapat na ajoy desperation. To help you remember. Okay, usay, usay man, good. Dilita ka learn sa tong lesson pag ang disiplina, happy ora? No. Sometimes, ma-awaken na sa ato ang rebellion when we realize the foolishness of our sin because it brings pain in our lives. So this is what Jonah does. And God's discipline is always thorough. And makita nato na sa Bible over and over again kini nga principle. When you look at the rebellion of Israel. In Israel, the people of God was rebelling against God. God God exiled Israel for how many years? Seventh year. Giparansak ni God sa Babylon ng Israel. Wala na sila temple. They become exiled. They become strangers in a nation that they are not, they are, it's not their nation anymore. I believe, first year pa lang, I believe, ilang prayer nga niya, Lord, pwede pabalikan ni God. Okay? Lord, kagets na jud me. It's our bad. It's our sin. It's our idolatry. Please, God, we are repenting. I, I believe first year palang dili na sila ganahan. I believe they wanna go back, and I believe they say we repent, God. But God is saying no. Three years, I think. God, three years na God. Pwede balik God. God says no. It's seventy years. God's discipline is always. Sorrow to put you in a wisdom mode. <laughs> you can't learn if Sapio. And another story is the Israelites. Kamalay na Israelites nasa sa wilderness. mga buliagon kaya ba? Kaya wala sila like pagkaon ni sila. Ay pagkaon na umana rasigi, okay? Katong bread rasigi. Ano mo sila? O quail, a quail kaya ganas sila meat. And so daging bagulbo sila. And God kind of enabled them wonder how many years. Wala sila kada sa promised land. 40 years. Pwede naman dito to. 10 years, no? Pwede naman na. Okay, para titi na ba? Okay, 10 years, okay na. One spunk. 40 years? Nangamatay ng mga rebuildi, okay? 40 years of, of discipline. And God always disciplined like that because He's thorough and His discipline. And lastly, I think the story of King David teach us the thoroughness of the discipline of God. Because King David is a man after God's own heart, but he sinned one time in his life. And when he sinned, even though God loves him, he disciplined David. Kung nantawin mo ang life ni David, grabe ang pinakul niya sa life. He became, from a shepherd's boy, he became a king. But when he became a king, he he fell down into sin with adultery with his neighbor's wife. And then as he fell down into sin, God disciplined him. And so class and discipline, you know, young kingdom was shaken. 
You know, iyang mga anak, nirebuild din niya. And all throughout his life, there's a dynamic sa iyang family. Hindi niya ma-explain. Wala, wala siya gerispitar sa iyang mga anak. And there's a chaos sa iyang anak. Man, how come? Because God is allowing to discipline David. Because David, God loves David, but He disciplined him. And God loves us. But when He disciplines us, it's always thorough. He loves us. He loves David because out of David's lineage comes the Messiah. Even though how imperfect is David, comes our Savior, Jesus Christ. God is generous in His grace. But He's always thorough and severe and critical when He disciplines us because He loves us. In Jonah chapter 2, verse 6, Jonah. At last, yet of all this struggle in the belly of the fish, yet this is His hope and this is prayer. You brought up my life from the pit. Oh Lord my God. When my life was fainting away, and he's dying, man. He's dying. I remember the Lord. You know? And my prayer came to you into your holy temple. And listen, no matter how far you have fallen, God's grace is waiting. Jonah fall from the deepest pit, literally and metaphorically speaking. But God's grace is always there to rescue him. So no matter what you're saying, you're going to be able to write as you're going to be guilty, you're going to go. 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 God wants to communicate to you. To you and me. That He loves you. And His discipline is an expression of His love to us. And I love what Jonah says in the next verse. Because in the next verse, we didn't have to dynamic when we run away from God and our reason why we run away from God and the motivation why we should stop running from God. Because in verse 8, one of His prayer, okay, although kinding prayer, they can't ganahan the prayer ni Jonah, kaya may hypocrite do ba? At least he kind of repent in this prayer. But in this prayer, nakita na tong insight niya, and he gets it, okay? And this is kind of a self-righteous prayer, but I think mamiro po nato si Jonah aning a prayer, okay? Those who pay regard to vain idols, who take the hope of And in NIV, it says, those who cling to worthless idols, turn away from God's love for them. And he's not talking about himself. He's talking about katong mga pagan. Katong mga wala ka worship ni Yahweh. But let me tell you, Jonah, ikutro ka. Because you are the one who runs away. Don't think, don't be self-righteous. He's kind of self-righteous here. But even though self-righteous, God kind of receives. And this is kind of insightful prayer as even. Even though self-righteous, kind of pray po niya as well. Because listen, let me tell you, let me tell you. One of the reasons why we run away from God is because we are running towards something. Okay? The reason we run from God is because we are running into something we think is more important than God. And the reason you resist the will of God is because it's more attractive than Ginoo, right? Right? It's always like that. It's always dynamic. There's a dynamic in your heart. The reason why God, God knows! Lord, no, Lord, I will not do it. It's because na kay gina run toward to. 
Jonah is not running away from God for the sake of running away from God. It's because he's running towards something. The reason he refused to obey God is because deep within their heart, nine idolatry. Our idolatry in Jonah is racism. He has prejudice against the Ninevites. He doesn't like Ninevites and he doesn't want God to save the Ninevites. And he runs away from that. There's idolatry in our hearts. And the reason why we run away from God is because what we want is more important than what God wants. That's idolatry. Worthless. I really are worthless. At the end of the day, can I gonna run to because you don't want God and you don't you want this? It's worthless at the end of the day. And I like what Tim Killer says about idolatry. He says, an idol is anything more important to you than God that you are willing to forsake God. They are willing to run away from God because this thing is more important to you. Okay? Anything that absorbs your heart and imagination more than God, anything you seek to give you what only God can give, like meaning. If I have this, then my life will be meaningful. If I have this, I will be If I have this, I will be meaningful. If I have this, I will be meaningful. If I have will be meaningful. and happy. And you are running towards this thing. And the reason you ignore si God and His word, I think mas importante yun ni Pastor. I think importante yun ko. I think makasabot naman na si God. And sometimes when you come to God, actually, dili yun ka ganahan sa ginoo. Mas ganahan ka sa butang yung pangitaan. Ginagamit na ni mo si God. Musimba ko, Lord, para ihatag ni mo ni. But wala yun ka gasimba sa ginoo. Ginasimba ni mo ang ginapangayaw ni mo sa ginoo. And God is just, you're using God to get what you want. That's the worthless idols because at the end of the day, idols will disappoint you. Some of you, you're running away from God is because you love the things that you are running toward to more than God. Either your career, either a relationship, God is saying it's wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong. And God is, and you're saying, God, shana. Kung dili siya, wala na meaning akong life. So, kano siya siya ni-apply pagka ginawa sa mong kinabuhi, Okay? Because who can give meaning of our life? People or God? God gives the meaning of our life. It's not people. It's not your uyab. Gives you meaning of your life. And for some of us, the reason easy kay na to biyaan si God, sa tong life, is because deep within our heart, there is a clinging to a worthless idol. And at the end of the day, it's worthless. Because ultimately, it doesn't give you peace. Ultimately, it doesn't give you meaning. Ultimately, it doesn't give you satisfaction. Ultimately, it doesn't give you salvation. The real salvation that you seek. And so, ningon si, ningon si Jonah, and Jonah got it right. You know? But Jonah got it wrong. Eventually, even after <laughs> the chapter. Jonah is a complicated person. He got it right. Sometimes he got it right. Sometimes, opposite po diya. chapter 3 and chapter 4, okay? But he got it right. That those who cling to the worthless idols, and the consequences is they will forsake the hope of the steadfast love of God. It's the word kitsev in Hebrew. It means the experience of God's pursuing constant love. You will never experience it. In other words, if you cling, if you cling to worthless idols, you forfeit the satisfaction and the joy of knowing God. Kumenga, mas importante ni sa kuwa. Kaysa ginoo, you miss the joy of 
Jonah, if you want to be saved, it's not your human effort. Kaya ano, kumain na siya sa bilog of the fish, I have to try to save myself, okay? With all the gastric juices, pagato niya. <laughs> Listen kayo na, you can't, Jonah, you cannot save yourself. Kaya kung maguha ka sa fish, asa mabuka mo ka? You're in the middle of the ocean, you're gonna drown, you're gonna dead. Jonah is nowhere. He has zero human effort, and that's what the gospel is. That salvation always belongs to the Lord exclusively. The gospel is not like this. The gospel is not 99% of God and 10% or... Is that what I'm Slide. And 1% of men. Nasa yung mga tao, ngayon sila nga, salvation sa ginoo, pero I think nakaka-contribute, pastor. Na good works gamay. Bisag 1%. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible salvation is all of God. Period. It's 100% of God. No contribution to man. Kabalo ka sa mag-contribute para sa makalawasan? Sin. And that's what makes it necessary for salvation. <laughs> Tonight, let me tell you, you are bad. But Jesus is always good because He paid the penalty you cannot pay for yourself. You're bad. But you can be good and you can repent from your sin because Christ died for you. And Christ died for Jonah as well. Salvation belongs to the Lord. And Jonah chapter 2 verse 10. The Lord spoke to the fish. Okay? And it vomited Jonah out upon the dry land. Kabalo ka asa siya nagsugod? Jonah chapter 1. Yung sa nga seaport nga lang. Joppa. Okay? Seaport Joppa. I really believe <laughs> the fish with Jonah and says, okay, let's get started. Replay. Cut! Scene 1. Again, Jonah, okay? Because the word of the Lord came to you the first time and you're not doing it right. Again, replay. Cut. And the fish kind of bring back. The fish is like the Uber, okay, of the day. Taxi, okay? And then Jonah, and then here it comes again. Stop, chop, chop to three, verse one. Then the word of the Lord <laughs> came to Jonah. How many times? Second time. Because the first time is bad, okay? Second time. Why did the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time? Because God is generous in His grace, but is thorough in His discipline. And the word of the Lord came saying, Next, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against the message that I tell you. So, I said, ni Jonah the second time around. So, Jonah rose and went to Nineveh. New man. Uh, not totally a new man, but I, I believe I don't want to go back to the belly experience, okay? Not good. All the weeds and the gastric juices and the smell. Ah, no, no. Nineveh, Lord, okay. Gotcha. And the lesson. Because, to be honest, God is gracious. He doesn't want any Jonah. Oh, Jonah, nakasala na ka na ko. You're done. Put you in a shelf anymore until you're dusted. Until puno nakagdust. No. God is saying, Jonah, I know you're a little bit crazy prophet. You're a prodigal prophet. But let me tell you, I'm good. I'm gracious. 
So let's do this again, shall we? Replay. Replay.